is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca. And welcome to the Wednesday edition of Game Misconduct. I am Don LaGreca. The finals are still not set thanks to the Senators' bounce back winning game 6-2-1. to one. And there was much discussion. I had a chance to work the pre and post for the game with Sam Rosen, Darren Pang, and Billy Jaffe on the call last night that the Ottawa Senators played better. They had a 3 o'clock start on Sunday in Pittsburgh that allowed them to get home at a reasonable time on Sunday night. So Monday they got a chance to practice, work on some of the things they did wrong, and then applied it to the Game 6 for the victory 2-1. And I I guess I can buy into that. I think the Senators did play better, certainly, than they did when they were blown out in Game 5-7-0. But when you look at the differential in shots, 46 to 30, Penguins had 23 shots on goal in the second period. The difference in the game was Craig Anderson. That's it. And if I'm Mike Sullivan, and he as much said it after the game, the head coach of the Pittsburgh Penguins, hey, we play great. If Pittsburgh goes out there and plays the exact same game tomorrow, they're going to win. So that's the beauty of hockey is that sometimes a goaltender can steal a game, and Craig Anderson did it. Now, he was off his game in Game 5. They got blown out 7-0. He got pulled. But we've seen it time and time again in these playoffs. Teams that get blown out bounce back. Why? Because likely the goaltender gets pulled in the blowout. He gets to uh, reconsider things, gets a mental health day, and then he bounces back. That's what really good goaltenders do. We saw Hank do that throughout his, his career. Uh, Brodeur did it throughout his career. Wah. I'm not going to put Craig Anderson on the level of the greatest goaltenders ever, but he's certainly in the conversation as having one of the best seasons this year. And just like Talbot bounced back and just like Gibson bounced back in these playoffs, Anderson did the same and forces a Game 7. I fully expect Pittsburgh to win Game 7 because they home and, and then they've been the better team over the last few games. But Ottawa's put themselves in a situation where now it is a must-win for Pittsburgh. Penguins will face elimination for the first time in these playoffs, as the Senators did in Game 6, and we'll see if Pittsburgh can respond. You never want to play in a Game 7. I don't care where the game is, because one bad bounce, one bad shot, one bad break can cost you a game. And also, these games are not played in a vacuum either. So as Nashville sits and waits for Monday's Game 1, either in Pittsburgh or Ottawa, You know, these two teams have to play extra days. And since Pittsburgh had a 3-2 lead, they could put themselves in a situation where they could have pretty much equal rest to Nashville. And now that's not going to be the case as they've got to play on Thursday. Not that big of a deal. We're not playing again until Monday. Pittsburgh's not going to have to travel. But you know how beat up that Pittsburgh team is. Having to play extra games certainly can hurt. And now it's just a question of whether they can win the series or not. Um the major controversy in this one was early in the second period. It appeared that Trevor Daly had scored the first goal of the game. But upon further review, it did appear that Daly had pushed Anderson into the crease, and it could have been goaltender interference. And since it was a huge, pivotal point in the game, early second period in a scoreless tie, Guy Boucher did the right thing, and he got the review, and he got the call. And I was on Twitter last night, and since there's a heck of a lot more people on Twitter that are rooting for the Penguins than the Ottawa Senators, I tweeted out that I thought they got the call right. And I do believe they got the call right. I do think Anderson was interfered with. And I got destroyed on Twitter. And Darren Pang agreed with me, and as many other people on Twitter agreed with me. I understand it's a frustrating call. I understand there's a lot of people that are curious. Oh, the puck was loose, so it's okay. No, it's not okay. You cannot touch the goaltender in the blue. And it's up to the discretion of the official whether he believes the contact led to the goal being scored. That's what it is. 
Now, the issue with goaltender interference is is that it should not be reviewable because it's a judgment call. I thought the perfect tweet last night was from Kerry Frazier. Kerry Frazier, a longtime official in this league, and he's very active on Twitter, and he always has something to say, especially in key moments uh, in the playoffs. And he tweeted out last night, I'm good with the golding interference decision when Daly pushed Anderson back into the net with stick, but man, is the rule applied inconsistently. And, and I tweeted Kerry. I didn't hear back from him, but my bone of contention is, imagine in the NFL if they had replay for, for pass interference. And it's the official that called the pass interference that gets the chance to review it. It would be the same thing because it's a judgment call. So all you're doing, and, and Toronto's not involved in this, people. Toronto supplies the replay, but it's the officials that call the play that will look on the tablet and see if it's goaltender interference or not. So all it does is give the official a second glance. He sees it live, doesn't make the call, watches the replay and says, you know what, upon further review, I'm going to make this a goaltender interference. But it's still a judgment call. It's still in the eye of the beholder. There could be another set of officials that could look at the same replay and say, you know what, I don't think it affected the goal. I don't think Anderson could have made the save anyway. I'm going to let it stand. Just like if you were to replay pass interference, if you were to replay any other judgment call in sports, was that a foul in the NBA? Was that a penalty in the National Hockey League? Whatever, it's still a judgment call. When you replay, did the puck go in the net? Was the play offside? That's black and white. You, you tell by the replay. If it's clear, then you reverse it. If it's not clear, you don't. But this is still a judgment call. That's where the inconsistency comes in. So I would say to Kerry Frazier, the reason there's inconsistency is because it's still a judgment call. It's unlike any other replay that exists in sports where it's black and white, fair or foul. This is still a judgment call, and in the eyes of the officials, that was goaltender interference. And in my eyes, it was goaltender interference, but I'm sure there was a lot of Penguin fans that watched that game and said, you know what, that should have counted. Didn't matter anyway, I guess, because Malkin just a moments later scored the goal, and Pittsburgh still had the one nothing lead, and it didn't seem like Anderson was going to blink again in the game. And then Hoffman scores the game-winning goal early in the third period, and Pittsburgh goes from going 3-for-3 three three on the power play in Game 6 to getting shut out, and Ottawa finally gets a power play goal after going 0-for-29, an historic number in the NHL playoffs. you got to go back to the 40s the last time that's happened. That's why the Penguins lost the game. They couldn't crack the code on Anderson. They gave up a power play goal. They were the, the, Ottawa was the better team in the third period. Pittsburgh could not take advantage of the opportunities in the second. Sure, if that goal counts, maybe things are a little bit different. But I think that any time you get a goal scored like that, there is going to be controversy. It is not a perfect system by any stretch of the imagination. But Kerry Frazier agreed with the call. Uh, Darren Pang, a former goaltender, agreed with a call. I mean, I was getting killed on Twitter. And I, I listen, I appreciate it because you fans are the best, and you guys obviously have your opinions on things, and you guys are passionate, and that's what makes the sport so much fun is that everybody's got their two cents that they've got to throw in. But, you know, just some of the tweets that I got were just, like, ridiculous, and, and it just was funny. Like, uh, Keith uh, Kraus 6 says, because I said they got it right. He's like, got it right. That's just a terrible call. This is hockey, not field hockey. Every goaltender to play his sport is laughing at that call. Well, you know what? Darren Pang played the sport. He had the call for Westwood one last night, and he agreed with me that it should have been goaltender interference. But I never think that it comes down to one call. I never think it comes down to one play. There was still plenty of time for Pittsburgh to right themselves. They still scored the next goal anyway. 
but they gave up the next two. They had 17 minutes after giving up the go-ahead goal to try to get the equalizer. They couldn't. Anderson had a tremendous save on Sidney Crosby. I also think the way Ottawa played this game was fierce against Crosby. That's what you have to do to shut down the best player, be physical with him. And for the first time in three games, he did not have a point in the series, so there's no coincidence there. But they've got to be careful, Ottawa, because you get a different set of officials in Game 7 who might call it a little bit differently, and a lot of those um, physical play may not go uh, the Ottawa Senators' way. But I'll say early in the game, Sidney Crosby threw an elbow. I think it was at Stone's head. So they let them both play during the course of the game. And I thought that was a very uh, well-officiated game, and it just came down to uh, Pittsburgh not being able to get the goal when they wanted to. That's why you follow this sport, the bounce-back ability of teams throughout the playoffs just when you think you have it figured out. I still think that Pittsburgh is going to win this series, but it's still in doubt. You get to a Game 7, anything can happen. We've seen home ice advantage not matter much in these playoffs, so it comes just down to one bounce and how Pittsburgh comes out and plays this one. But I think this is going to be a lot of fun on Thursday to be able to get that Game 7 that everybody is looking forward to. And there Nashville sits and waits and wonders who they're going to play and where they're going to go. Is it going to be Ottawa on Monday? Is it going to be Pittsburgh on Monday? We're going to have to wait and see. want to hear from you at at Don LaGreca, hashtag game misconduct. Aside from all of the uh, killing that I got saying that I thought that was the right call on the daily goaltender interference, here are some of your tweets. Mike Lawrence says, Sens played with desperation and Anderson was huge. How was he the third star? Late save on Crosby deflection was big. Well, Craig Anderson was the, uh, the, the third star of the game, making 45 saves. I agree. He should have been the first star. Uh, they gave uh, Hoffman, was it Hoffman was the second star? Or no, Hoffman was the first star because he scored the game-winning goal. And Matt, and, um, and Ryan was the um, second star because he had scored the game tying goal. So that's the way it went. It went Hoffman, Ryan, and Anderson as the three stars of the game. Don't get too caught up in that. Uh, the other thing that's been curious has been the lack of sellouts in the games in Ottawa. I'm not sure why that is. I've been to Ottawa. There's been a ton of um, passionate fans up there. I've talked to some people when I was up there calling games of the regular season that this 1-3-1 Guy Boucher philosophy, the uh, fan base finds it boring. They didn't believe in the team. And then certainly after getting blown out in game five, seven to nothing, uh, maybe they just gave up on the team. They did end up having 19,000 fans there. There were some empty seats uh, but I don't think it's that big of a deal. And if Ottawa does get to the Stanley Cup final, I'm sure they're still going to um, sell that building out. But I still expect Pittsburgh to win. Nashville, again, gets ready, gets uh, healthier. We'll see what the status is of Fisher. We already know Johansson is going to be out. But after playing all these games, I mean, I was just doing the math myself and the games that I've been involved in between the World Cup of Hockey, the Rangers regular season, the Rangers postseason, and also um, these games that I've called for Westwood 1, that's 100 games that I did during the course of this year. So imagine these players who played in the World Cup of Hockey. Some of these guys had to play, like a, a, Zach, a, a Matt Zuccarello for Norway had to go play in qualifiers for the Olympics before the World Cup of Hockey. So you have guys that have played over 100 games by the time you get to this late in the season. So you could imagine how worn down the body is and just to be able to get that break. Now there's that fine line between rust and rest. 
What is that line? I'm not sure. It probably depends on the team. But Nashville's got a chance to kind of recharge the battery, and Pittsburgh, by losing last night, missed a couple of days to also recharge their battery. So we'll see if they're going to be able to bounce back. All right, we'll set you up tomorrow, preview Game 7. Get in touch with me at Don LaGreca, hashtag Game Misconduct. You can follow us on the ESPN app. You can follow us on podcast, or the Apple podcast. Subscribe to it. Uh, we'll get some guests getting ready for the Stanley Cup Final, which will begin on Memorial Day. That's Monday, uh, 8 o'clock Eastern time in either Ottawa or Pittsburgh because Nashville's got the home ice disadvantage. So agree with me or disagree with me on the goaltender interference at Don LaGreca, hashtag misconduct. Thanks for following us. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll be back with you again tomorrow. This was the Wednesday edition of Game Misconduct. This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca.